You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And this is something that a lot of folks have been waiting for. And uh, we've got on the line with us, and as I told him to begin with, I thought about this uh, last night. In this corner, weighing in at uh, 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 not that much, but weighing in anyway, and uh, known for his exploits not only in Vietnam but on the football field and being up to ta- taking Terry Bradshaw jokes for a number of years is the one, the only, Rocky Blyer. And in the other corner, weighing in at uh, five foot nothing and uh, scared of his own shadow, is your host. And we won't go into any details on that. Good morning, Rocky. And David, good morning to you, too. Nice introduction. You've done a wonderful <laughs> job. Thank you. Well, you are a hero, and uh, certainly America's Web Radio hero, and... Uh, uh, Vietnam veteran, and we honor all of our veterans. And as I mentioned to you, we start our shows by, and I, you've been on before, and I don't know whether you remembered this or not, but we we start our shows by uh, doing a, uh, a uh, moment of silence. And so that's... Uh, Exactly what we're going to do is a moment of silence, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment and uh, with Rocky, and then we do one other thing that we're well known for. So let's take a moment of silence and remember those that have served, those that are serving, and those that have given the ultimate sacrifice for our country. We'll be right back.
Amen. And thank you for taking a moment to think about our veterans. Of, And we've got the number one veteran, in my opinion, on the line with us. And uh, Rocky, let me ask, do you remember these? Yes, I do. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests oh. appearing. Anyway, uh, those cadence calls. Did you ever feel like you needed a uh, cadence call when you were playing football? <laughs> no, I didn't. As a matter of fact, no, I didn't. No. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. I, I got rid of my cadence calls as my experience in the military. In the military, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. You know, uh, when I was in, uh, as I've said a million times at this point, it, that cadence call, you know, when you're a platoon leader or your platoon sergeant, first sergeant, as you're going towards that last quarter mile on the force run or, or double timing it and... Uh, you're you're dragging your one of your feet as you're going towards the end, and he looks over and he starts a cadence call, and it just it gives you that extra spurt of energy to make it the rest of the way. <laughs> and you're right, and it does, and it, you know, and it has its place. Um, and for all those who've been in the military, gone through basic training and uh, AIT, et cetera, uh, you know that that was a part of our experience and. Uh, and a part of, uh, of our memories, uh, uh, of those cadence calls. I was always, always amazed that <laughs> those, uh, those platoon sergeants could remember all the words <laughs> to the cadence call. Oh, yeah. And, uh, bring it on down. One, two. <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, I don't know if you do this or not. And, and of course, you, you're, I, I never went in country, but, uh, you know, I'll have, when I was in AIT, well, I, I guess some in basic, but mainly in AIT, uh, uh, I was 11 Bravo, and uh, you'd think, you'd be doing something, you know, why in the hell are we doing this? <laughs> and uh, it'll come back to me now, you know, every now and then, not often, but every now and then, and I'll, oh, okay, I know why we did that, and it's like... You know the the military, two hundred and forty some odd years old, and and they have a reason for everything, and they know how to bust your chops and uh, make everybody look alike with the same haircut, and then they bring you back up to a level that uh, you know the the military and the training is all psychological, and and they do. I think we, our country does the best in the world, and I salute our military all the time. And, and those guys that uh, were the DIs, and, uh, you know, they, they just, I know I learned a lot, and uh, I'm still learning from experiences that I had in uh, basic and AIT. So, well, you know, I think one of the things I think one of the things is that whether you, you know, <laughs> whether you enjoyed the experience or not, and I would say that the majority of guys did not enjoy that experience. But being in the military, I mean, there was a, a certain learning curve that was very important, the continuity of that learning curve uh, and having one another's back. And, um, and 
you know, if you made a mistake, <laughs> the squad or platoon <laughs> made the same made the mistake, and 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 sometimes would get punished for the mistake of one person. So you learn, uh, um, you, you learn working together becomes very important, and that. That, that, that squad or platoon becomes, uh, your family, so to speak. Um, and, and so those are, you know, those are the, those are learned, uh, how can I say, um, principles, uh, that you, that you get in the military. And somehow I, you know, uh, I, I, we miss that. We miss that in today's society. Uh, we miss that, uh, uh, that experience of, 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 of having respect, uh, understanding, uh, re, uh, responding to commands, um, uh, discipline, basically, uh, your you know your your leaders, uh, and you kind of move. But it's a learning process within uh, your development as a as a human being, uh, and then you know living in this country. And so I think we we in today's society we miss that with a. Uh, all volunteer uh, army that we have. I don't know. I I uh, I was on. I was right in the cusp when when I went into basic. Uh, I was uh, I volunteered, but at the same token, uh, I my lottery number was twelve, so I didn't. <laughs> No, you didn't volunteer. Yeah, and uh, so it was one of those things that uh, I had people that were draftees, I had volunteers, and I had people that were grabbed by the lottery, you know. And right. um, so we were we were totally a mixed batch in both my basic and my AIT unit. I was very, I, I mean, I had the luck of the draw in uh, AIT. Well, I had the luck of the draw, period. I, I was at the um, International Golf Course of Army Training Centers, Fort Ord, <laughs> and it, okay. it was absolutely beautiful. And I must say, even when you'd be tired or get down a little bit, you could walk out from your barracks and take a look at some of the mountains and stuff and it, it was it was go- it was a gorgeous fort and yeah. uh, my and I've I've told this story before but my uh, platoon sergeant in AIT my first sergeant well actually he was a staff sergeant but uh, he had gone to shake and bake school at Benning and we had also graduated from high school together Danny Nowak and uh Danny was, I was in line for chow when I first checked into AIT, and this guy walks by and, and does an about face, and I looked at him, he looked at me, and it was like, you know, hometown, you know, and, um, I had a, I couldn't have had a better experience than I, than I did going through AIT. It was, you know, there was, he didn't give me any slack, but, except, after five o'clock, and uh, I furnished he and his platoon sergeants or squad sergeants uh, a liquor locker, and we'd all get together after uh, a full day of running or whatever we did and have a drink. And uh, it was great. And I, <laughs> you know, I just sort of laughed my way through uh, AIT, but uh, I didn't really. I, I did all the rest of the stuff, but. Well, well, I think that I mean I think the thing is this, you know, whether or not you uh, you enlisted, 
um, or you got drafted during that period of time um, or um, or volunteered, you know, is that uh, it didn't really make any difference when you're going through the training, you know, in basic training, you know, so you're all in the same boat. <laughs> you're all yelled at. You all had to get up and, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, make your bunks and, uh, and, 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 uh, and learn the process, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, I'd never felt that there was a distinction, um, you know, between a, a, a anybody and how they got there. We were all there, uh, going through that, uh, same experience. Right. And, uh, you came in as a professional f- football player, and I came in as a farmer. So, <laughs> we, like you <laughs> right. said, yeah. that's right. Nobody cared, you know. No, we had no. To do the same thing. The only Nobody one that cared was uh, another farmer from uh, Minnesota, and he and I would sit and talk about dirt. But uh, <laughs> and I, that was about it. So, how you been doing? I've been doing fine, uh, you know, since the last time we had this opportunity to uh, uh, to, to be on your show and to, and and to, and to speak. You know, we get through COVID. Uh, I knock on wood. Uh, uh, you know, none of my family um, um, got it uh, uh, in, during that period of time, so we're you know very fortunate. Um, and um, uh, and and so uh, <laughs> uh, so we were good in that regards. Uh, you know the. Uh, the work uh, work conditions had you know changed like with everybody else working from home uh as uh, best we possibly could uh and uh and so part of my you know part of my experience was personal appearances and in and, and being on the speaking circuit so to speak that was that dried up for a period of time but all of a sudden it came back because people wanted to come back you know it sure. came back and uh and, and and as much as as much as the workforce uh, and I do say may have changed in the landscape of how we may proceed forward um, rather than working out of offices, people still need to have the opportunity to get together and interact with one another. Uh, and so um, and so meetings would take place and uh, conventions, you know, started coming back, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so that had been, um, so that Part of my my life or my my business was, um, you know, it started to pick back up, and and so uh, it, was, it, it was. I was very fortunate, and things um, things have and things have been going well, so I can't complain. I I know you weren't prepared, or well, you I'm sure you're prepared for it, but uh, I want to ask and uh, support you in any way we can. Uh, how does someone get a hold of you to? Uh, I'm sure you have an agent that uh, they can call and uh, book you for a speech. Yeah, no, I mean the best, the best, the best thing is uh, you know I do I have a website. There's a website out there, you know, Rocky Blyer, um, and uh, and and so there's an office. My office is here in Pittsburgh, obviously, uh, and so uh, there's uh, all the information is right there, um, and to uh, uh, to be able to contact. Uh, uh, my office and and so uh, gloria ashcroft is my assistant and has been my assistant for my goodness gracious i think it's 33 34 years and so uh you're not even that old no i know it i know it <laughs> so anyway um so that's the best way uh, and the easiest way just to remember it 
and uh, and uh, if anybody's ever interested, so that's uh, that's good. Well, we'll uh, you know we're we're going to be archiving this show, and uh, people we we put the word out to a lot. And uh, let me ask: Are you still active in in our uh, Warrior to Citizen? Organization. Yeah, so Warriors to Citizens is a, a for those listeners out there just to refresh their memories is a, uh, a, a nonprofit organization that helps uh, our our military uh, specifically um, in the transition uh, from uh, a from a mental health perspective. You know, as we well know, there's what 22 suicides going up and down. It's gone up um, uh, because of COVID and isolation. Um, with our military personnel uh, every day. Uh, and so in transitions, and especially uh, with our military being in the Middle East, as we've been until we just withdrew, um, and, uh, and, and, and those years that, uh, or over 20 years going back and forth, back and forth, put a lot of strain uh, on family organizations, uh, on, on personnel, uh, mental health, um, and, you know, we live in such a communicative world today that a soldier, no matter where he is, um, is got a, a foot in, in two places. One at home <laughs> that, you know, instant communication, uh, can be picked up with a cell phone and, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, you're, uh, in some far corner of, uh, of this world. Uh, and uh, and you feel like you can't do anything about you know <laughs> about the kitchen or or things that fall down or the kids. Or well, whatever you know it might this, be. Rocky. And this so, is something um, that that has that has had an effect. Anyway, this, so, this is, citizen is a is a is a is a program that uh, puts on uh, counseling. Uh, 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 gatherings and uh, and so it's 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 uh, in helping in helping the transition of family of uh, to meet the needs uh, that are are, are somewhat pushed aside uh, within the military. Rocky, so, this this is something that we push and push very strongly in that when a person a, a family man or woman is deployed, it's not just that one person being deployed it's the whole family being deployed and uh, we're living through it i'm living through it right now with my family is i have a son that's in iraq and uh, you know and a grandson that's uh, will be turning one years old very soon and his daddy won't be there for his first birthday because he's deployed in, in iraq and uh, you know it's the whole family is deployed and you know and people are can't understand that have never been in the military uh, you know you, you wake up every morning and you really don't have to make up your mind what you're going to wear that day the army is already the military air force my son's in the air force uh, they've already made up their decision what you're going to wear that day and that's what you wear you don't make that decision which sounds very trivial, but it's not because everybody else is which tie do I wear, which suit do I wear, yada da 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 da. But this, and people say, well, how can you have a problem coming back? Well, one, you don't know what that person has experienced while he's been in, and two, you go from 
a non-decision situation, like like I said, even what shirts you're going to wear this day, to uh, uh, you're making decisions that you haven't made for a year or two years or three years or whatever. And uh, there is a big transition. Well, you were a citizen or you were a civilian before you went in. You ought to just pop right back. Well, I just look at look at the thing like you brought up the technology. I can't imagine what my parents went through when my father was in the Navy. And it would take, you know, anywhere from three weeks to three months to exchange letters. And, you know, like you said, now it's instant. I don't know sometimes is that good or is that bad? Uh, your well, you're seeing well, you're right. your you son know, grow up I, right in front of you. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that to some degree, you know, to some degree, it, 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 you're right. Is it better or not? But, you know, it, it, it's different. It, it, when when we were in Vietnam, when I was in Vietnam and uh, in the military, you know, so you write a letter, much like, the guys in Korea in World War II and so on, and it'd take you two weeks uh, before you get a response. But somehow it wasn't constant. You know, you had you were just doing your job the best you possibly can. You weren't thinking about uh, uh, the other aspects of life, and specifically in my case, I wasn't thinking about my parents and so on until I got a letter and you know and, uh, uh, and find out what was happening. So I mean, today it it it, it is it is. You know, instant communication. Plus the other thing, plus the other thing is that, you know, so a spouse has been running, you know, the family. If you're deployed and your spouse is running the family, now all of a sudden you come back and sometimes it's like, well, now you're stepping on his or her territory, depending on who's deployed. Uh, and, and, and you think, well, you know, if I'm a male, you know, I'm running the family, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of mentality, you know, and I need to take charge. And, uh, you know, for this past year, you know, she's been running the whole show. And so now we got this little conflict that's, uh, that's taken place. So it becomes uh, very sensitive-driven. Uh, on 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 how do we bridge that gap and so sometimes it's difficult and to, to be able to do and thus creates you know um, tension within the family um, uh, as well as uh, you know problems and so on that need to uh, be resolved so anyway that's what kind of warriors the citizens uh, it, it does um, uh, within the, the military uh, family as best they possibly can well and i applaud you all uh one of one of your your folks is uh listening edge that uh gotten to know fairly well and uh you know it, it's uh we need these organizations and just you know our government has been pretty good at throwing money at veterans and veteran problems but I'm glad to see they finally have picked up on a couple of things. One is, like you said, we've got your organization and other organizations that are reaching out to folks that are transitioning back into society, and and it, and they may not they may not need help the day they leave the military, but it may be three months, six months, two years down the road. But there are people there for them, and uh, we uh, we work very closely with um, 
Lieutenant Colonel retired uh, Philip Forsberg, who is a DAV uh, service officer. And, uh, you know, these service organizations are filling a big gap, too, and working with uh, the military, the veterans that are coming back into civilian life. And uh, and I'm, I'm proud of the government, too, for... You know, I took a lot of time to uh, recognize Agent Orange, but at least in our last actions where you have the burn pits, the VA has already recognized the uh, carcinogenic effect of the burn pits in uh, Desert Shield and Desert Storm, so... Anyway, okay, I would be negligent. Well, I'm I'm pretty negligent anyway, but uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to, if you don't mind, Rocky, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects because I think he's one of the funniest guys going, and uh, you know who I'm talking about. So yeah, I know. We'll be back in just a minute. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're so happy to have you listening in to America's Web Radio and our super guest. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put uh, Rocky Blyer on the spot. Rocky, uh, you know, it's been I don't know how many months since you've been on the show, but uh, can we make it more frequently? Oh, of course we can. Okay. Yes, it is. It's what what yeah. time every day do you... No, I'm teasing you. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I, I would love to do it like that, but uh, no, Rocky is... I, I tell you, if... if uh, and I'm still waiting on that signed 8x10 glossy so I can hang it in my office, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Rocky is a true hero in so many ways, and I just... I, I anytime I get a little bit down, I think about you, Rocky, and what you've gone through and what you went through, and um, you know, and one of the things that you went through was being in the same locker room with Terry Bradshaw. That's <laughs> right. You know, one of the things, it, it, David, you know, I think one of the things that it, that is important, you know, and I, I appreciate your. Your, your your thought and 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 and, uh, and your words um, is that all of us, no matter what we've done in our lives, um, we got to where we are today because of someone, you know, or somebody. We got here because of a coach or a mentor 
uh, of a teacher, a parent we got here because of a, uh, a co-worker, uh, a fellow soldier, uh, a, a, a fellow player. Um, and, and as I look back on my life and, and, and I can see, you know, dramatic steps that have taken uh, to have the experience was because of other people, because of people around. And one of those people that become so very important to the success of not only the Steelers, but uh, of, of whatever I experienced is that guy we're going to talk about, Mr. Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I, I was thinking, too, as I recall uh, other times that you've been on, uh, you're, uh, was it the coach or the owner that had a lot to do with it? Well, the, the, uh, so in, the, in my case, the, the owner, uh, Mr. Rooney, um, you know, had a lot to, had a lot to say, uh, about, and, you know, and one of the, and one of the, you know, one of the stories I, you know, I tell, but it, but it's true as I was out of the field in Vietnam and, and, and then in a, in a field hospital, and then I went to Da Nang, and then as they process you, I was in, uh, Tokyo in the hospital there for about three weeks. Um, and and one of the and, the, and, and so part of the process was you know in my mind I I didn't know how damaged uh, or the extent of my uh, wounds or the damage that had been done to uh, my 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 legs um, and so I asked my physician you know what he thought is is it possible for me to be able to come back and uh, and play this silly game of football. And, you know, and his response basically was, well, don't worry about it. You're going to have a normal life, okay? You can do things that normal people do. Just don't expect to get back on the gridiron. You just won't have the strength nor the flexibility to do the things that are necessary, from his point of view, to be a running back in the NFL. Well, you know, kind of like my authority figure, he just sucked that hope out. Uh, Two days later, I get a postcard in the mail got two lines on it very simply it said rock team's not doing well we need you art rooney owner of the team (laughs) and it was like wow somebody needed me no they didn't need me but somebody took the time to care uh and 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 sent a message so it was a glimpse of hope that hey you have somebody in your corner so to speak and you know that uh, possibly come back and it's the little things like that that become very important. Uh, and so uh, they, as a family, uh, um, and, and as an owner, I came back. I went to a train, training camp, and the training camp beat me up. And um, But ultimately, uh, at the end of training camp, they put me on injured reserve, um, and I had another operation that I needed um, And uh, by the... Steelers position in which we took place and so I came back the following year and they put me on the developmental squad and so they kind of bought me two years to heal to get better to uh, to be able to come back and play and so so that's the kind of you know ownership that uh, that you're willing to play for that people you know do care uh, and it's not all about money or so on but uh, uh, about uh, human beings in response, and so yes, so the the, the Rooney family uh, was a big part of that process, you know. 
but as they built, then as they built that team for us, you know, it was the players that they got, and and uh, in in and we're all you know we're all young people at the time, and so everybody has to overcome whatever obstacles they face to be able to uh, to get there. And uh, so Mr. Bradshaw gets uh, drafted <laughs> as the number one uh, pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers back in. Um, 1960, 1970, and um, and so, heir apparent, we had um, Terry Hanratty, if you may remember that name. Oh, yeah, I remember My quarterback at Notre Dame, he was the second-round pick, came from western Pennsylvania himself um, the year before. So we had these two um, high-level quarterbacks that were competing for a job at that time. So... You know, and so to see Terry's development, you know, through that period and the impact that he had and the ups and downs that he had to go through personally uh, because of the expectations. And so sometimes expectations get in the way of, 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 of the reality of a, of a person. We expect too much from him or we expect more from him, you know. And so we have to put into context, they, you know, they have their... Their 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 troubles are they're not all supreme, you know. They they've got to build and work through and uh, and this process of uh, becoming that uh, that 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 quarterback and or player uh, and or name. Uh, and so Terry had his Terry had his struggles uh, as the team had its struggles um, early part of uh, of of his career. Um, but all of a sudden it started to click and it clicked some more. And, and I and I say this, and I've said this in the past, that you know, we'll be able to be at the right place at the right time with all those players to be a, be able to be a part of a of a dynasty that wins four Super Bowls in six years, and first team to win uh, three Super Bowls, and first team to win four Super Bowls. So, uh, but it wouldn't have been because of uh, <laughs> of a collective group of individuals and. Bradshaw was one of those, and and on uh, and so on a side, on a side as he's going through that, he he, he now becomes, in my mind, he, uh, one of the funniest guys that I know in the world. Uh, <laughs> and every time I get a chance to be with him now, or we run across one, he just he just makes me laugh. He makes me <laughs> laugh just by his gestures <laughs> and not necessarily what he says but how he says it um and uh uh it's a it's a, it's a he's he's been a, a great friend um over the years and and uh i just i love to watch him on uh on on, on television or and he's got a great talent uh or when he's doing his show so uh he's uh, he's he's one of a kind he he does, and you know I when I watch him on TV, his hands are huge. He's got no wonder he could throw a pass like he could, but uh, he could wrap his whole hand around a football almost. Well, that's, you know, I mean, he could. Now, I just I, I I want I want your listening audience to to imagine this. Okay, so if you take a football, okay, and hold it in your hand, and then put one finger. At the end, you know, like over the, like the end. Um, that's how Terry threw the football. I mean, his hands were so big 
that he could grasp it, you know, and 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 uh, and throw it in, in in that manner, like launching it. Um, and so it, 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 it's an interesting thing that you brought that up, um, only because of the fact that how important it is, and well, or maybe more specifically. At that time, no one really cared um, about how big Terry's hands were, you know, except for the fact that he could throw the football 80 <laughs> or 100 yards uh, <laughs> across the field. I mean, he had great arm strength, but you're right. His hands, the ability to grasp that football became uh, very important. The The other factor was that in, in, in drafting uh, the – quarterback from the University of Pittsburgh this year uh, Pickett is their number one pick one of the, one of the one of the um, concerns is that he does not have a big hand hmm. that he can't you know that uh, and so we'll have to see what he does with it he's, he's got a like a size eight <laughs> and anyway but now that you brought it up yes he has you know such a uh, uh, he, he just, he's, he, he's a great talent, Terry is. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, did you ever know him with hair? Oh, yes. Yeah, early in his career when he had hair. You know, <laughs> you know when I always tell people good looking, <laughs> you know, he, he came with that, uh, you know, almost Hollywood look, you know, blue eyes, blonde hair when he had it. <laughs> so, so. Yes, he had. I remember when he had it. Well, you know, he, uh, there, you know, there's some people that, uh, you just take a look at, like you said, he can walk in the room and you start laughing or, you know, you're going to be entertained. But, uh, you know, there's some people that, um, you can't stand when they walk in the room. And I've been labeled that. But anyway, uh, neither here nor there. But with Bradshaw, it's just, you can look at him on television, and I know I put a smile on my face just just <laughs> looking funny. at him, and you know he's going to say something funny, and he's going to make he's got a great response to most everything, and uh, it's he, he's uh, not only was a wonderful football player, but he's just uh, he's a Social standout, maybe that. Well, <laughs> oh, that's true. I mean, if you watch him, you know, if you watch him on Fox and during the football season when he's com- when he's commentating or when they do the pregame or halftime show, you know, he's always got something to say, and you know, and that's pretty um, pretty scripted in 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 how they approach it. But he's always got some little insight that that, that becomes very funny. Also, the fact that you know he. <laughs> He's, he's done those, um, what's called the Bradshaw Bunch, um, you know, uh, reality television uh, <laughs> with he and his daughters and, and so on. And you got to be a little goofy to be able to put yourself in that position to interact <laughs> live on, 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 on a show of, of, of that nature. And uh, and so, yeah, so that that is, and then he, you know, he came out with a, Bradshaw Bourbon, and every now and then he could go on live on on um, uh, oh on LinkedIn or or whatever one of those one of one of those combinations are you know and and talk about uh, and talk about those things and so yes I, he's uh, he's just a I, I find him just a, a unique uh, individual in that regard. 
Well, one of these days when I come up to visit you, I know that scares the heck out of you. But anyway, one of these days, uh, maybe when I'm up there, you can introduce me to him. I I would love to meet the man. He, uh, I, I've supported him since you all were playing. You know, right? Uh, and I was a Dallas Cowboy fan, but because uh, I'm from Texas, and that's all we had. But at the time, what what do you think of the USFL? Well, you know, I, I, I just, I, I think that, I think the USFL is a, is a, is a great transitional stepping stone. Uh, and I think to some degree, you know, it, 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 it showcases the needed, uh, and is needed in, 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 what can I say, from college to, um, into the pros. You know, we have so much information. There's so much information on, on, on players today coming from high school into college, from college into, um, uh, in, in, into the pros. And so the competition is, is strong. And, you know, and sometimes players, you know, fall through the cracks. You see college players, you know, now go into their fifth and sometimes, well, in, oh, because of COVID into their sixth year, that transition, that becomes very important. Uh, in the development of young players. So, anyway, the USFL is um, uh, fulfills that platform, you know, and, and to some degree, it, it being backed by Fox gave them the the, um, the 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 foundation in which to help develop it. But you know, those players that are out there, uh, all of a sudden, get a chance to play, get the chance to showcase, because development comes at different times. Uh, and it doesn't all happen at the same time. And, and sometimes, depending on what team that you got drafted with and or didn't get drafted or didn't get signed by a free, by a free agency, um, is that, you know, uh, you, you, you might just need another year or more exposure. Um, and, and I think that's what the USFL um, gives. I've watched a couple games. I've been entertained by uh, by the game. They're trying to give you know. They're trying to get as much different TV angles, et cetera, and excitement into the game. I just wish that there were more people supporting it from a fan basis. And maybe COVID had something to do with that. I don't know. Um, but I, you know, I think that it is. Um, I think it. I think it's. It, it's very good. Okay, let me let me uh, ask something. You, uh, we talked about the technology and how it's affected the military and communications with your family and so forth. And so, how back when you were playing and and Terry was the quarterback, how much, how many times, or did he call the play in the huddle, or was well, the play no, always no, sent uh, in? Okay, so for those of the for those of You've seen Terry over the years uh, on Fox. Now that he's in the broadcasting booth and has been, and 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 and, and so on, <laughs> you know, is that I sometimes kid with him the fact that you know his uh, the one thing he's most proud of is the fact that he called his own plays. Hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, and the young quarterbacks today, uh, because of the size and speed and uh, can, uh, uh, of, of the defensive players, complexities of the of the defense, uh, communication skills—you know—they don't call their own plays. Um, 
he'll make an announcement that Roger Staubach didn't call his own place, you know, at, way back then. He said, I called my own place. Now, it's it, tongue-in-cheek. I always say, yeah, I, we only had four plays, you know, two <laughs> running plays and two passing plays. Um, and so, but, 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 but Terry did, and Terry had, uh, and, and he would get, in, in, and it was a, it was a team participation, you know, so he would come in and they would, uh, you know, set up the game plan for the week, being able to read defenses, you know, tendencies of, of teams and so on. And, you know, and we had our, you know, we, we had our certain bread and butter plays that worked and so on and so on. And, and a lot of times in the huddle, you know, it would be a situation and, and Brad would come in and go, okay, guys, what do you want to run? I mean, what do you want to run? What, 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 what's working, you know, uh, here? And so he gets, he, he gets the participation of the team and the buy-in of, 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 uh, of a certain play at a time. So, yeah, so he was, um, he was, uh, uh, so he, yeah, so he called his own plays. Yeah, you know, and, you know, he'll talk about, and he'll talk about the, the fact of, you know, in today's, Commentary, you know, and you're working at, uh, at at quarterbacks today, and and you drop back, and you know, and you and and you're on the field, and we see it from a whole different perspective, you know, and all of a sudden we, we we're saying, well, how come he didn't hit this guy, or how come he didn't hit this guy, or what what did he miss reading in the defense? <laughs> but you gotta you gotta understand that when you're on the same playing field, when you're on the same playing field, you don't see it the way we see it from an audience perspective, you know, you see it from a player's perspective. Perspective. There's big guys out there, you know, six foot five, six foot six, six foot three, two, you know, three hundred three that three hundred pounder that's about to pounce on you. There was, yeah. So you know, so then you, you know, so Terry always responded. He goes, "Yeah, you drop back, you make a quick read." Um, somebody's covered, but all of a sudden there's a you know a six foot four, three hundred forty pound guy, you know, right in front of you. You just get rid of the ball. You just get rid of it, no matter where it may go. Did, did uh, Terry ever get emotional? Like if somebody really blew it, and would he ever say anything when you came back to the huddle? Oh, he wouldn't get it. No, he wouldn't. Uh, no, no, he wouldn't because things sometimes things of that nature happens, and you know, and and it's you know, I mean, the fact is that Terry couldn't you know yell at somebody else because. It, a lot of times he'd make mistakes himself as we all is we all do the only thing i can remember one time i'm getting emotional is that we had the ball down in 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 plus territories we're probably down on the on the 20 some yard line um and um and chuck Knoll, and it was a third and it was a third and six kind of a situation and uh and chuck Knoll sends a play in he sends a play in and uh and Terry's in the huddle, and I remember he he goes, "Well, that's a stupid play, <laughs> you know that that's not going to work." Okay, guys, he said, "Okay, this is what we're going to do." All right, so he calls a play, <laughs> and before we break the huddle, he said, "He said, let's make sure this works." He said, "Otherwise, it's going to be my ass." <laughs> <So> <laughs> And so, anyway, he was very emotional on not not using Chuck's uh, play at the time, and we got the first down. Thank God. Um, and so, there's nothing that Chuck could say about the situation. But most of the time, he was uh, he was pretty uh, he was he was pretty level headed and and, and 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 pretty consistent uh, in his uh, in, in, uh, emotions. 
You know, yeah, I hate to. How old is Terry now? Do you know? Well, let me see. So let me see. Terry is uh, 74. Oh, okay. Oh, a young man compared to the, or me. Uh, <laughs> 74. Wow. Uh, I guess I've watched him most of my life. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, what, what will his legacy be, do you think? You know, I oh his legacy. Well, I, I mean, I, I think Terry will go down as you know as one of the all time great quarterbacks. He, he probably will never be. You know, how can I say this? He he may not fall in the legacy of or a Roger Staubach. Um, I mean, he'll be up there. It's just how you perceive. You know, it's I mean how you perceive that quarterback. And so all those cowboy fans. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, Roger is as the best quarterback uh, during that period of time. You know, so um, Joe Namath. You know, so it's it, it. You got Joe Namath. You got Roger Staubach and, and Tom Brady and now. Terry Bradshaw uh, that you know fall into that category. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's get back to how are you doing with. Your injuries, are they all pretty much behind you? <laughs> you know, as we were talking, David, about Oh, no. Age, what did I do? As we were talking about age. You know, if my injuries are fine. Then you go, well, maybe it's just age that's catching up with you. You know, <laughs> you get this little muscle, or this doesn't respond, or, God, you get swollen hands. You know, you got arthritis, you know, now it's setting in. That wasn't happening before, so, you know, uh, age does have. But overall, uh, thank you very much for asking, yeah. But uh, overall, uh, my injuries have, uh, uh, <laughs> it, it, it are, are fine or oh, have responded, yeah, well, I have no problems with You know, the, this old age stuff, I keep, every day I wake up looking for the good part of this old age stuff, and I'm having a harder and harder time finding it other than, I'm on top of the grass instead of below it. So. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, and you wonder how we made it this far. Yeah. But anyway, we're here, and so, you know, you, uh, you survive, and you take that into consideration as best you possibly can, and you go, okay, fine. You know, I get uh, we need a little more rest. Naps help sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so you got to put that into perspective. But the biggest thing is, and, and what you're doing is the biggest thing is keeping busy and, you know, keeping your mind sharp and looking forward to uh, doing something uh, uh, rather than just sitting around and, and, uh, and not doing anything. So I applaud you for the, for this show and, you know, for being involved. And so that's, uh, but that, but you know how important that is. You know, health is health and the best thing that you can do there is, you know the things that everybody talks about. You know, you gotta you gotta watch a little bit more what you may eat or drink. You gotta get some exercise in as the best possibly can, uh, depending on uh, what ailments we may have. But those are things that you gotta work through, and you and you gotta do it. And, and it becomes you know it should become a, a focus within our lives, um, so that we can enjoy uh, the years that we have ahead of us. Absolutely, and we all have a plan to go by. Uh, we may not know what that plan is at the time, but <laughs> That's there's, right. there's one out there for us for sure. How's your son doing? 
Uh, my son's doing well. Thank you for asking, and for those, you know, my son is um, in the investment business. Basically, I mean that's his that's his item, and uh, uh, and he's also um, in this, the the podcast <laughs> business as well. He's 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 doing a little uh, uh, interviews podcasts uh, on his own, and so uh, so he's um, he's he's having fun and he's doing well. Well, we ought to get him on the uh, America's Web Radio Network, and uh, but we'll talk about that at another another time, right? Another place, another time. But anyway, um, what are your plans to, uh, besides continuing to give speeches and uh, talk about Terry Bradshaw? <laughs> so you know, so you so one of the things I'm involved in and have been, I have a, I have a construction company. Uh, that uh, I've, uh, I've we started 17 years ago, and uh, we're um, a, we're a minority company. We're a, a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business, um, and uh, we primarily do government contracts, and uh, we also do uh, primarily within the VA system, and that's our focus. Uh, and so. Um, We've been very fortunate uh, as we've uh, built this um, built this company, um, and uh, we have about eighteen employees uh, that are from a management point of view, um, from front office all the way down to our superintendents on the job uh, that we have out in the field, and so um, we so that keeps me busy um, on a daily basis and outside of traveling wherever I may go. Uh, but anyway, so that's a, that's 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 been my focus for uh, for these uh, past uh, seventeen years, and so <laughs> uh, I got some great great people that uh, that uh, are really the backbone of uh, of that or of that company and that organization, um, and so I'm, I'm I'm fortunate in that regards. And you know you're. I've never heard you speak publicly, or, or when I say publicly, in a uh, live situation or whatever. But you, you're so inspiring, and just uh, you know, it's like you were talking about Terry. You, you know, he's just funny. You walk in a room, and and he brings a, a lightness to the situation. Well, you bring a, a motivation. And there's a you have a motivational tone in your voice, and it's uh, I bet ninety eight percent of the time, whether you're in the construction or whatever you're doing, you have a smile on your face because I I can see it in your voice, and uh, <laughs> you know, and people can tell, you know, and, and right. I'm sure we'll get some comments on it. By the way. Um, this show will be archived almost immediately, and uh, we will have it on our website, and people can go to uh, David's Pick and uh, download uh, this show and uh, any other show you want to, too. But nothing is as good as this. And, um, you know, listen to uh, Mr. Blyer any time you want to. And... Uh, Rocky, if you want to put it on your website, you're certainly welcome to do that. I'll send you a link if you want or whatever. But oh, okay. um, you yeah. know, it's uh, it just 
it's it's such an honor to have you on my humble little radio station and um, we're going out now to uh, we download about a million podcasts per month give or take a an wow. inch or two but yeah. uh, we're heard all over the world we uh, we have a pretty good audience in uh, Australia and the UK so uh, they may the UK may not know as much about Rocky Blyer as California does but uh, They'll still be interested, and and you make it interesting. And uh, you know, maybe one of these days we can get you. I couldn't afford Bradshaw, but if he would come on a small little station, maybe we can get both of you on the air. And I know that you. Well, let me ask you this. I don't know if I ask you this the first time, but you're involved with veterans, and. Um, You've got a lot work. Can you name one veteran that you know that can tell only one story? I'm sorry, that can what? That can tell only one story? <laughs> no, I don't. No, no I don't. <laughs> and I would assume that would be true for NFL players as well. Well, that's right. You know, because they they, they, they all got their they all got their stories. You know, and. And so it's just, uh, the, the interesting thing, even my teammates, you know, the same play or whatever it might be, and they all have a different perspective of that story <laughs> and or of that player. I did it uh, this way. No, you did it that way. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You were supposed to block him. No, I was just supposed to hold him. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You're, you're right. And so, uh, you get, um, you know, you get a couple uh, players on a program like this, and it would be interesting to see, you know, how they view a certain play from a certain perspective because they all have their own opinion. And uh, I'm sure the it starts out with, do you remember when? You're right. <laughs> oh. Well, Mr. Blyer, this has been wonderful, and... Uh, I thank you so much for being on America's Web Radio and David's Pick this morning. And uh, I'm going to hold you to what you said, that you'll come back. And uh, we, we'll be talking, I'm sure, in the very near future. And uh, thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful day, a very blessed day. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you very soon. All right. Take I care. I appreciate it, David. Thank you, and, uh, and have a good day. Thank you, sir. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.